0: Best team in the Western Conference? With the ability to win any kind of game, the New Orleans Pelicans are making the claim. Let's break down what we learned in the win over the Detroit Pistons. It's a victorious, a first in the Western Conference episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans the Daily Podcast covering your favorite team the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Thursday where we're just going to, I've seen enough, we're going to call it, the Suns are going to lose to the Boston Celtics, and that means your New Orleans Pelicans are first, first place in the Western Conference on December Are those words we ever thought we were going to say? And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all covering the first place team in the Western Conference after a big win, not an easy win, over the Detroit Pistons. This is going to be a fun show. We got a lot to cover in today's episode. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. And for your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NBA. You see, I'm a little off on this one when I try and break the normal routine. I'm a creature of habit. But we've got to do that when the Pelicans are first in the Western Conference. Getting the win over the Detroit Pistons, it was 104 98, a game that was closer than it probably should have been, but a game that also tells you a lot about New Orleans. I'm going to use an analogy to start this one. At my day job, we were just interviewing a new candidate. And one of the questions that I kind of wanted an answer to was do, do you just know how to get things done? You know, there's, there's, difficulties in the job, people can be difficult. Maybe there's red tape bureaucracies. If there's a task that needs to be accomplished, can you just like find a way to get it done? Have you done that in the past? I think that translates. And it it really reminds me of the win that we just saw against the Detroit Pistons. This was a physical tough game that was closer and harder for New Orleans. But guess what? They found a way to get the victory. Winning is a skill. In years past, With New Orleans playing as poorly as they did in this one, and I don't think they played well, and if you watch this, you shouldn't have thought they played well either. 18 turnovers on the night, right? Shooting under 30% from three. They still managed to get the victory. Without Brandon Ingram, without Herb Jones, with Jose Alvarado leaving the game with a rib contusion. That's an impressive thing. Something they wouldn't have been able to do in the past. Winning is a skill. And in the short that I just put up here, and our NBA game-to-game that recaps all the games from the night before, there were 11 games, I think. If, you haven't, if you're trying to just catch up on everything around the league, go give that a listen. It's on the Locked On NBA feed. You know, I said it. They, this is a team that can win a tough physical game when fouls aren't always being called. That happened in this one. New Orleans found a way to grind out the victory. You got a high-scoring offensive affair Well, they can win that too, as they did against the Denver Nuggets. You need to just blow out a team and shut them down with your defense? Well, they did that against the Toronto Raptors. This is a team that has figured out how to win in a variety of different ways. That is a skill. That is not something we are normally seeing here in New Orleans. And that is a reason why right now they are top the Western Conference. It helps when you have players like Zion Williamson, who was excellent in this game. 29 points, 11 of 16 shooting, 7 of 11 from the free throw line, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. A little bit sloppy with the ball. Some of the passes weren't going well, just lost it down low. But the ability to just go out and take over the game. One point in the first half, you saw him very frustrated. Like, very visibly frustrated in a way that we haven't really seen from him this year. One, because they weren't getting him the ball in the point Zion way, and it led to really inconsistent offense for the Pelicans. And two, that the rest weren't calling any fouls. And he was getting, at times, kind of mugged, thrown to the ground to the point that Najee Marshall came in and shoved a guy to stand up for his star player. Zion, after the game, said, Najee is my boy. And we'll talk about Najee in the next segment, along with the Pelicans' depth, because Najee was probably the MVP of this game. But then Zion took that, in the words of the immortal, uh, uh, Michael Jordan, decided to take it personally, and then really went out and kind of dominated the rest of the game goes, okay, I'm going to get inside, I'm going to score, and I'm going to get in ones and that's just going to be that, or go to the foul line. Took over, won them the game. 29 points from him. This is on a night when CJ McCollum struggled yet again. Eight points on three of 11 shooting. Woof. Three rebounds, four assists. Four turnovers, four personal fouls. He had to be subbed out of the second half with 26 seconds like into the quarter. That's how rough his night was. And this team still won. I say all of these things. CJ sucked, right? Let's let's call it what it is. You didn't have Brandon Ingram. You didn't have Herb Jones. You couldn't make a shot. And they still won the game. This is a Pistons team that beat the Miami Heat the other night, the night before this one, handily. And New Orleans came out and said, okay will be able to do this. And they did. They gritted out the win. That is a skill. Something New Orleans has learned. It's impressive. It speaks to the depth of this team. It speaks to the engine that makes it go and Zion Williamson at the top. It speaks to the coaching staff having these guys mentally ready for this. While I wouldn't say they were good, I don't think they played down to the level of the competition in front of them. That's a step forward. That's why this team is number one in the Western Conference. There's a resiliency here that we have never seen from them before. It's fun. It's great. We love this. And they are first in the Western Conference because of that. Top play combined with depth, combined with the coaching staff, having these guys ready to go. And then that like kind of X factor. Whether it's the team chemistry, look at how much they are cheering for each other on the bench. Whether it's the right combination of lineups, Larry Nance Jr. getting down there, securing rebounds, scoring like he needed to do, all of it just coming together perfectly. This team had no business winning this game. In years past, they would have lost this game and we would have tried to have blamed it on, well, they didn't have Brandon Ingram and tried to kind of justify it in a sense when it's just straight up a bad loss. And now I'm smiling. You're probably smiling too because we don't have to do that. It just feels like a different era. New Orleans has now won five in a row. All five of those without Brandon Ingram. And that's not an indictment on him in any way. And don't try and turn it into that. But it just tells you what is going on around this team, which feels different, special right now in a way that we haven't seen from them before. In their last 10 games, they are 8-2. That's incredible. This team is having a special season so far, and they get to cap it. You're all going to screen grab the Second the Suns lose, it's the start of the fourth quarter right now, they're down like 40. New Orleans is going to be number one. They're tied with them, technically, as I'm recording this right now, in the Western Conference. How much fun is this? Enjoy it. We'll talk about that, actually, in the third segment of today's show, but I do want to focus on Najee Marshall, some of the depth, and how New Orleans got this win. Let's break that down. Coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available and that's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You don't want to have a job open for a long time that's going to cost you money. It's going to put more work on everyone else. It's just going to make your business more inefficient. So go to LinkedIn jobs. They have simple tools like screening questions, which make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and then hire. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs, number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the quality qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash that's linkedin.com slash locked to post your job for free terms and conditions apply and thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen today and every day we're here monday through friday for y'all completely free monday through friday no one else coming to you like this let alone free breaking down everything you want to know this is the biggest win they've had this season because it puts them first in the west There are going to be a lot of podcasts out tomorrow, I'm not sure. But we're right here, for sure, covering it. And now for your second listen. Go check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Let's break down the Pelicans' 104-98 win that puts them in first place. Thank you to the Boston Celtics. Shout out John Corrales. I'm actually on Locked On Celtics today, having a little bit of fun thanking the Boston Celtics for blowing out that team, getting the win. John is my co-host on Locked On NBA. On Wednesdays, you've actually seen him on this show as well. So Pelicans are first, grinded the win out 104-98. This is when you need your depth. A game that is just not an easy one. You need people to step up. And a number of players did that for New Orleans. Particularly in a game where Jose Alvarado left. It looked like his shoulder at first. Then they said it was his ribs. X-rays were negative. That's good. Najee Marshall, man. Najee Marshall, MVP of this game, off the bench, 17 points, 5 rebounds. He was 3 of 4 from deep, making his shots. But just giving the Pelicans kind of a physicality and an edge that they needed. Zion got thrown down on a foul and looked a little frustrated. And instead of just kind of letting that happen, Najee came in and shoved one of the Pistons, got a technical foul called against him. And that was kind of the right attitude. Show that you have your franchise's players back. And that you're ready to get physical with this Pistons team too. They shrunk as the game went on. Zion physically showed you by doing the too small thing, which is always fun, as he started to impose his will. But the Pistons came out and thought they could kind of outmuscle out physical New Orleans. And then with that nausea shove, it kind of woke the Pelicans up and said, no, we're better than them, we're stronger than them, and we're going to go out and get the win. The fact that he made his shots, played tenacious defense on that side of the ball, trying to force some steals, trying to get in the passing lanes. He had two blocks in this one, one steal, doing whatever he could. You know, this is a guy that at one point I and others might have said should be out of the rotation. But the toughness that he adds, the fact that he's there going, I got your back, as Zion said, man, that's big. It adds a degree of confidence to this team that they're like, oh, you're right, we're not strong enough. This team's more physical than us. We're not going to be able to compete when the refs aren't calling things. They woke up because of the play of Najee Marshall. He's still important to this team. The fact that he's shooting well is a real big bonus, but that toughness, that edge that it gives you, kind of the enforcer role every team needs, something like that, that's what really won them this game. And it showed us they can win a different style than we've seen. We have not seen them win a game like this. That was that physical, that was reft in the way that it was. And they were consistent across the board. I don't actually have a problem with the refs. You're not going to call things. You're not going to call things. Leave it at that. Let them play. And that's what they did. And you need guys that can kind of like awaken, you know, right? Like it's, it's the joke, right? The dog in them, the 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 Twitter meme, right? Najee certainly got the dog in him, and he got the dog showing up in the in the rest of them. I'm probably not hip enough to make that analogy sound right and work right. Trey Murphy was also important in this one. 20 points for him, 4 of 9 from 3. This is a dude, by the way, who wants to compete in both, both the 3-point contest and the dunk contest. Go watch this game, and you can say, yeah, he can definitely do that. Caught an early dunk, showing that he's a high flyer, and can throw those down pretty viciously, which I think is important in the dunk contest. And then four of nine shooting, making your threes, especially late, off Zion assists to space the court for him when things were getting a little bit crowded, when he knew he wasn't going to score as efficiently at the rim as he has in the past, even though Zion was 11 of 16. You need a guy like Trey to space the court, make teams pay. He does that. He's such an important player. You also saw his passing and keeping the ball moving. Five assists for Trey Murphy on the night. The court vision is there. The passing's there. Throwing some lobs to Zion, too. Those are the type of performances that show, as we talked about the other day, that this is maybe the deepest team, arguably the deepest team, probably the deepest team in the NBA. Trey Murphy would start on most teams. He comes off the bench here in New Orleans Valanchunas with a double double 14 and 12 after an inefficient game the other night against the Denver Nuggets the fact that he can come in and get a a couple of key buckets late in the game that was important you saw good defense from Dyson Daniels in this one and it allowed them to overcome a one of six shooting performance from both Jose Alvarado and Devontae Graham neither of those two guys made a three they were 0 for 7 and New Orleans still won this game Again, I say, the Pelicans had no business winning this, but they have found a different level where they can gut out these wins. They can win in a variety of different ways. And we haven't seen that before. And it's this team reaching its full potential or starting to reach its full potential, right? Showing us that they're capable of that because the offense was bad in this one. CJ struggled. He's still not coming around. Eventually they will get him there. They need to work him off ball more. And this team still wins. When they're not even close to their best. This was them at like 65% out of 100. 70% out of 100 if you want to be generous. And they still got the win against a team that blew out the Miami Heat the night before. This team is growing and there's a reason why. This is part of the reason why. They are first place in the Western Conference. So coming up next, let's compare this team to where they were a year ago. Which I don't love, but let's look at how far this team has Come And that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all. Completely free, available wherever you get your podcasts in on YouTube. If you want to support the show, and I met a lot of y'all tonight at this game. You're all very social today, and I love it. Telling me you're commenting on YouTube. Telling me you're liking, leaving five-star reviews. Thank you. Helps keep the show free in five days a week for y'all. We're not asking for money. Just, just do those things that take 30 seconds to do to support the show. Or just tell a friend too. This team's fun. I was on ESPN Radio with Matt Moscona. And he said, have you ever seen it like this in December? And I said, no. Usually the excitement's faded because the Pelicans have fallen flat on their face. Would say, I don't know, a 3-16 and 16 start or something like that. This year, not the case. They're good. Get your friends on board. Get them clued into what's going on and tell them to subscribe to Locked On Pelicans. Now for your second listen. It's Locked On Saints still. They got to figure it out. They got to do some soul searching. Ross Jackson's going to help you do that as well and give you the breakdown on everything black and gold. Locked On Saints, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube where the dude kills it there too. Ross is one of the best in the business. Also a big Pals fan too, which is awesome. So the Pelicans right now, as we look at this are 16 and eight first in the Western conference, because the suns are going to lose. As I'm looking at the score right now, what is it? 118 79, six minutes left to go. That game's over. So the Pelicans are going to be first in the Western conference by a half game. One. That's so cool. They are 16 and eight. The suns are 16 and seven. A year ago where this team was six wins, six wins. What a difference a year makes. Willie Green growing as a coach, getting Zion Williamson back into this. And we did the, is Zion going to be an MVP show? Look, man, he's got the narrative around it. The team's good. And it looks like he's kind of the engine driving that right now. That's a real good part of that. You know, the depth really coming through and Those guys kind of elevating their roles. Jose wasn't in the rotation at this point last year. Dyson Daniels wasn't here. Najee Marshall wasn't playing this well for the team. The growth all around. It's fun. It's a fun team to watch. And look, you should enjoy this if you're a Pelicans fan that has really suffered at times. We don't need to hang any banners. It's not like the Colts banner of like AFC finalists in whatever year it was, right? We don't want to go that far. You don't get banners for being first in the Western Conference on December 8th. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't take a moment and be like, this is great, and just be happy for a day or something like that. Or throw it in, I don't know, Lakers fans' faces on Twitter if you want to do that as well. So this team is super exciting. It's been a lot of fun to be able to watch and cover, and I'm so excited that I've been able to be here with y'all to be able to go along with this. So enjoy this win for sure. We really want to see everything that they are accomplishing and there's room to grow too. This is team is not at their best just yet. And we're going to really get a test of what they are this weekend. Two games against the Phoenix Suns who are first in the or second in the West but one of the better teams. Get them at home. What I'm hearing is Brandon Ingram's going to probably return on Sunday. He might give it a go on Friday. I don't know if that's going to end up happening, but he will for sure, what it sounds like, be playing Sunday at the latest. I don't know about Herb Jones. That's going to be the real big measuring stick, but this was a tough stretch of schedule for New Orleans. Getting wins over the Raptors, over the Denver Nuggets, has definitely kind of shown, okay, they're capable of all of this. They are doing all of this. And that's what we were hoping to see. So enjoy this from this team. And let's see where they can go. This team is being pretty good. One of the best defensives we've seen. That looks legitimate. The offense looks like it could be even better than what we've seen so far. Like, enjoy it. This team has come really far. It really speaks to everybody in that organization. From David Griffin on down to doing their part to help this team get there. They deserve a lot of credit for it, even when I've been hard on them at times. So let's have some fun with this. And even if they lose to the Phoenix Suns, still okay, rest of the season to go, and New Orleans looks to be in a good position going forward. So you Pelicans fans deserve to enjoy this as much as possible right now. Just We don't have banners over this just yet. We got to wait a little bit longer. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.